Welcome to my third of these podcasts, of these episodes. I'm happy that you're here and I'm also happy that I'm here. <laughs> um, I would love to speak into this, how we can support family and friends who are grieving and how we can be there for them, what really helps from my experience and being a grieving sister, being uh, a grieving ex-wife and being grieving because some dreams didn't work out the way they were. <laughs> so what it all has in common is that I really needed to know that people are there. The first couple of days when these events happened, the most supportive and the most helpful was that family and friends asked, how can I help you? And sometimes you don't even know what is helpful because you're overwhelmed with everything. So it can also be extremely sweet if if you just drop a bowl of soup or a small cake or also a big cake in front of the house, ring the bell and give the space. This one of our neighbors did uh, after my, my brother passed and it was the most helpful in the moment because I didn't want to eat. My family, we all didn't want to eat. We just were not able to. And soup and cake actually worked. Simple things. So it's sometimes really the, the simple things that help so much. Also, um, that people take initiative to support with organizational things. Um, I know everybody is different, but for me this was very helpful because I couldn't, I just couldn't deal with organizing stuff. Even going to the shop was drainful. It was really exhausting to go out. You just want to be at home the first days. You don't want to go out. You don't want to be seen or you don't want to see anyone. You just want to be in your cozy home and not deal with anything or not think about anything. So this can be extremely helpful in the first time. It's also very beautiful to know that people, if they don't live close, if they cannot support you with, with this, they can support you with so many um, so many thoughts and, and thoughtful uh, words. For me, it was so beautiful to know that people from close and far away, further away, um, were thinking about me and were sending beautiful prayers or lit a candle or were sending flowers or were sending a nice encouraging words or only one sentence, thank you for, thank you for, um, thank you for, well, not thank you, but mostly, um, hopefully you're doing well, I really want that you do well, and I really send you a lot of healing thoughts. Um, also, it really helps that you don't have 
people around you who have expectations that you need to call them, you need to update them all the time how you're doing. This was actually difficult for me. There was one friend, she meant well, but it pressured me. I was just in this silent field and you receive condolences, cards, calls, emails, which is all beautiful and so supportive. Um, but nowadays with WhatsApp and Messenger and all that, um, you receive more and it can be overwhelming. So I allowed myself to switch off the phone during these times. That was about two years ago when I had to face um, the, the loss. Well, not loss. I don't want to call it loss because he's still present. But the death of my father, which was also a big transition. So... I switched off my phone sometimes for one day or sometimes even for two days um, or at least the internet and there were some friends who were like what happened, how are you doing, like so many messages and this was overwhelming and I really encourage um, family and relatives to, to be sensitive about that and give the space and to the person who is grieving to allow yourself to take this space to really allow yourself to uh, yeah to withdraw and not feel responsible that you have to please everyone around you and answer immediately all the time so hopefully there is mutual understanding that sometimes this is just not possible um, it's also really helpful um to receive cards. <laughs> Nowadays we receive so much online and it's so nice to have a handwritten card with a nice image on it. It encourages you, it encourages you in your grief. This is for me what helped me a lot during the first days and weeks. And afterwards it really helps if family, friends, relatives, don't ask too much uh, about how you're doing all the time. Or let's put it another way, it depends how you ask these questions or if you're able to deal with the answers. <laughs> That's always a big one in our life. If we're able to deal with the answers, um, sometimes they can be overwhelming and questions can also be overwhelming. They can... They can trigger something in this sensitive space of grief that you just don't want to go there for yourself and you don't want to talk about it. Um, but once again, everyone is different and talking helps, but in a safe space or with people who really, who really are present, who are not thinking about their dentist appointment they have in one hour when they are talking with you about your, your grief. So that's really the key message I want to give, that it's so crucial <laughs> which people you have to talk about sensitive issues with and um, to also train them in a way um, and not be afraid to say, stop, I cannot talk about this now or please, can we talk about that at a different time? It also is our responsibility as somebody who is grieving to let our friends and family know what do I need if we are able to communicate about that. And a few weeks after 
the event happens, if it may be a divorce or if it may be uh, losing a child or losing a big dream in a sudden moment or a death of a beloved person, they are kind of similar and and we sometimes only know a few weeks later what we actually are capable of and take over our own responsibility and power to let our environment know how we feel and what is good for us right now and not being scared to go for it. This is a learning experience. Um, it has been a big learning experience for me and also for for friends. When I was 22 and and my brother suddenly passed, I was really confronted with quite a few people who were overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. And nowadays there are so many forums, even online, where you can find people who are in the same situation. You can find that locally and you can find that online. So there are all these beautiful resources. And I think that's just beautiful Sometimes we don't know <laughs> that there are so many resources out there. So in my book I want to write also about these different opportunities we have, these different options. Um, since we all grieve differently, we all need different things. Some need to talk, some need to withdraw. Um, with withdrawal it's important to observe if it's going on for too long. Um, I would be a bit worried. If this person was very outgoing before and then for quite a long time does not want to see anyone. So to observe it, not to push or pressure this person, but to observe yeah, and offer different things. And if it's not working, there are professionals and there is no shame in asking professionals for support in big events of our life or after really huge transitions in our life. Um, Time, time is so important to to take time for for the person who is in this huge shifting and transformation and and transformation in her life or his life goes for men and it goes for women. So that's why I put experience room woman, but W O in <laughs> in brackets because I really want to uh, to emphasize that men also, of course have these experience rooms and yeah it's it's really important also to see the differences and the similarities and to to support the grieving space of your partner or of your friend or of your uh, family member um, see it as, as as valid as your own grief this is always and very often a big challenge and during grief and after grief and with grief in, in these phases many relationships struggle um, since we all have different forms and ways to to work through our different layers and it's all about being sensitive to yourself being sensitive to your beloved partner or friend or family member and allow their form of grief 
Don't push that they have to talk. Don't push that they have to be silent. Be respective and I want to encourage you to to take time to heal, to really give this space and not allow yourself to be irritated by the clock, <laughs> the the pressure outside of your four walls. You really have the right to take time to heal and then you can show up in the world again in full power and with all your gifts and with all your light and you will be shining in more colors in all these rainbow colors stronger than you ever did because you took the time and you took the space and you went deep you looked for support and you trusted your intuition to work through it and as your as a friend and as a partner and as a family member if you give this space to a grieving person and are more sensitive and more aware and more conscious about what they actually need, you can support this journey tremendously. With one sentence, with one action of kindness and of heartfelt compassion, you can make a huge impact for this person that will last a lifetime. Thank you for listening and I, I look forward to our next experience room. Thank you.